Hi, everyone. Welcome to Millennium Live, a digital diary podcast. We sit down with the top C-suite executives and talk all things digital transformation. Anjali Lai, Forrester Senior Analyst Serving CMOs, translates insights into executive-level strategy for winning and retaining customers. She touches a number of industries, including retail, financial services, insurance, media, and travel. Anjali recently presented at our Transformational CMO Assembly and educated C-level executives on the shifting consumer purchase drivers, setting the pace for innovation, or finding your inner unicorn. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. So I want to start by hearing a little bit about how you fell into the research side of marketing and and where you are now at Forrester. So as you just mentioned, I'm a senior analyst at Forrester. I'm serving chief marketing officers. So um, all of the research that I do is uh, focused on consumer behavior and consumer decision making, but in the name of helping CMOs uh, be more successful in their role. You know, I'm on the research side, meaning that I design and I conduct studies to understand how consumer behavior and decision-making are changing, but the research is very applicable as well. And so it's always about how can these insights be applied to an executive level marketing strategy. And so my personal journey has been, I was a marketing practitioner very briefly um, uh, in both the corporate and the nonprofit world. And then I just you know, personally became very interested in the insights and strategy piece and realized that, you know, marketers are uh, challenged to make extremely high stakes decision extremely quickly, uh, frequently. And the knowledge and sort of the deep research that often informs those isn't something that, you know, they have the luxury of doing themselves. And so I've moved into this role where I can work with CMOs and partner with them, you know, fairly consistently. We have long-term relationships that we're um, nurturing and, you know, that helps me with the research, but I'm also conducting the research and answering the questions and sort of dealing with these tougher, sort of complex, sometimes abstract issues that will inform how CMOs make choices and design strategies in in the corporate or in the practical world. Very interesting. So you led a session here in Denver, which was a great title, by the way, about finding your inner unicorn um, and all about how consumer purchase drivers are really setting the pace of innovation. So can you give us a glimpse into that? What was the main focus point there? Yeah, absolutely. So that um, session was essentially a chance for me to talk about some of the latest research that I've been doing that's been unfolding on my team. And the research was inspired by the direct-to-consumer digital disruptors that we've seen um, sort of storm onto the scene in the past, you know, 10 years or so. So like the Warby Parkers and Caspers of the world um, that are telling really bold stories about um, how they, you know, have this direct-to-consumer channel and this therefore this relationship and they are, you know, threatening to topple some of the incumbents in, in their in their industries. And these brands have inspired a lot of consumer appeal. Um, and our data shows that, you know, even though it's something like, you know, less than a third of U.S. online adults are actually buying from these firms today, right, they're still emerging to some degree. Nine in 10 consumers who bought from these companies say they'll buy from the company again. In a world where loyalty is elusive and, you know, people are debating whether loyalty even exists anymore, to see a stat like that is, you know, quite significant. And so this research was looking into what about these companies is creating so much consumer appeal? Is it the story they're telling? Is it the fact that they're simply, you know, an emerging brand, a startup? Is it really a function of the channel strategy, the vertically integrated supply chain, which they talk about? Or is there something else? And therefore, what can the larger brands learn from these younger companies and then, you know, embed into their own decision making to stay relevant in a world where these companies are, you know, making a 
splash. So the research essentially found and what we discussed in the session uh, here at the conference was that consumers are drawn to these D2C disruptors primarily because of this increasing willingness to experiment with new brands. So our data shows, for instance, that 10 years ago, 39% of U.S. online adults said they were always willing to do or try new things. Today, 56% of consumers say the same thing. So that's a pretty dramatic jump. And, you know, it's a measurable change. And within that context, consumers are, you know, still weighing their purchases and their brand experiences against things like convenience, you know, quality, perceived trust, trustworthiness of the brand. Um, That has always been the case. But we found that how consumers are defining these things is changing. And that's really what the session was about, is sort of like a, a look at the then and now of convenience, quality, and trust, and then a discussion about what this means in the context of how a large brand stays relevant and develops a closer tie to the consumer and delivers against these evolving purchase drivers today. Now, speaking of then and now, I want to hear your thoughts on this ever-changing role of the CMO. Is it getting eliminated completely? Is it changing to chief brand or chief customer officer? What What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's something my entire you know team, our, our full CMO team at Forrester is, of course, keeping a very close eye on. We've seen over the past year right, the number of CMO titles uh, being reduced and either CMOs are being recast as like a you know chief customer officer or chief brand officer or chief experience officer um, or we see a merging of different functions. Whatever it is, that chief marketing officer role is the role title is you know becoming much more infrequent. But ironically, what we're also seeing is that um, the, the functions that a chief marketing officers responsible for are, of course, still important, probably more important today than ever before. And the reduction of the CMO title has, in fact, unleashed, you know, the power of the brand. So now you have folks in the customer experience organization or the product organization or um, even, you know, employee uh, employee experience or like the HR uh, organization that feel ownership over the brand and are now playing a role in defining what the brand means to them. And, and, you know, sort of distilling the values of the brand and uh, having that sort of trickle down through their own team. So the, you know, mandate or the functions that a CMO typically is responsible for are alive and well and are, um, you know, proliferating across the organization, but the actual title is, is not as common. And so I think what that means is that CMOs um, or, you know, whatever the title becomes, you know, formally called or whatever the, the industry standard becomes um, are going to have to really think much bigger about brand outside of the function of the traditional marketing um, you know, uh, organization. So we see CMOs, for instance, taking over much more responsibility when it comes to the customer's experience. So there's this agreement that you know, marketing is not only about acquisition or the, the earlier phases in the purchase journey, but it's also about what happens after the customer is brought in, um, when they're engaging with the brand, when they're um, coming back to the brand. We've seen the CMO now take uh, or play a much bigger role in the employee experience and uh, I thought it was fitting even at the at this conference, uh, the CMO from Microsoft USA, she started by talking about culture. That was the first pillar. I thought that was so relevant and so significant in that the all of a sudden the CMO is responsible for the employee's interpretation of the brand. And I think that that's becoming a more formal uh, progression as well in terms of the operational structure of the of the company. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah, exciting, challenging. <laughs> 
So you did something quite interesting recently at Forrester, which was releasing the first set of predictions for the customer in 2020. Mm -hmm. Good timing. We're at the end of 2019. Everyone's curious what's next. And it's all about how the consumer needs and expectations uh, are shaping approach to brands and technology. And so what's the difference going to be between last year and 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 now <laughs> and then next year. So at Forrester, we've been publishing predictions at the end of, you know, towards the end of every year. But as you said, this is the first time in the company's history that we are publishing predictions specifically about the customer. Um, and, you know, there are a number of reasons for that. We have a lot more data now. Um, the, you know, conversation about how consumers are changing, you know, that conversation is becoming more top of mind um, because customers are changing so quickly. Like change itself is increasing, is accelerating. So what we've found um, and what we're basically positing in this predictions document is that, um, you know, essentially consumers have so much available to them today, right? The the pace of innovation has been astounding, right? And we don't have to, you know, it's, it's not rocket science. We don't have to look too far to know that, you know, some of the technologies that are available to us today that are on the market um, are phenomenal. Like we carry this incredibly powerful computer in our pocket right every day in the form of our mobile phone. Consumers have an incredible amount of power um, today as compared to, you know, what they were able to do five, 10, you know, 20 years ago. And so when you look at that, it's very easy to say that the consumer's world is awesome. Like the consumer's world is, you know, fantastic. They have options available to them. They can look for any brand or for any product they want from any corner of the world, purchase it for any price. And, and so this is a really sort of good picture. But despite all of that, consumer happiness levels haven't changed at all. Those are consistent. Or in some cases, they've gone down. So the tension that we were really interested in and kind of intrigued by is that even though consumers have more, especially by way of technology and you know digital experiences and things like that that are available to them, they aren't any happier. And what that means is that people who are providing these technologies, experiences, brands, you know, any sort of uh, that commercial value are missing something that customers really need, right? They, there is a blind spot in this journey. Um, and now what we're seeing is that consumers are responding to that uh, missed need or that unfulfilled need and demanding for custom, uh, companies to, for exact, example, take a stand on values or prioritize the emotional element of a digital experience. You know, there's this pendulum swing towards having a human-like interaction. And so what that tells us is that, you know, even though consumers have all of these great things, these products and services and experiences were designed without fulfilling this need for purpose um, and sort of meaning and, um, uh, you know, a feeling of being connected to a greater whole and, and having a consumer's actions impact the sort of greater good or a larger community. And that's a very kind of fundamental human truth, actually. You can look at, you know, biology or neurology, sociology, and sort of other disciplines that study the human being. And you'll see that this feeling of being connected is so critical. Um, it's, it's an evolutionary force. And that's something that our technologies and brands have failed to deliver today or satisfy today. And so the rising 
cry from consumers to feel this connection again, we believe or predict is going to put pressure on brands to actually start to take that seriously and start to fulfill that need. So, you know, I think one of the headlines or one of the titles in the in the report is something like, you know, consumers are anxious and they feel lost, um, but they're incredibly hungry to connect. And that's the piece that's going to drive the difference between brands that are super smart about their customers and are giving them what they need, not just in terms of a functional um, benefit, but an emotional benefit, and then the brands that are kind of lagging behind. Well, congratulations. It's a really exciting project to be working on. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you again so much for being at the Millennium Alliance Assembly. We were happy to have you and hope to see you again soon. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Thanks for so having much. me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure to listen and subscribe to our podcast exclusively on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the inside scoop from top execs in the world of digital transformation. 